Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. <laughs> What's up, everyone? This is week 11 of the Backdoor Cover on the IB Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Keith Fleming. With me, as always, the gambling guru. Alan, did you get in the top 30 this week? I know it was close. I'm number 20, bitches. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Heyday. Oh, yeah. It's it feels good but there's still a lot of work to do because yeah somebody is still like around like high 70s um but i am officially 69 percent giddy uh giggity (laughs) Giddy, giddy. i like it quagmire uh great job by you we've been telling people for a while his uh contest picks was it 69 percent what you got now yep 69 percent yeah i think everybody will will deal with that so uh alan will go over those in a minute uh, just real quickly to recap last week, uh, you had a really good week. I had a so-so week. We both had one great call. I got to give you a lot of props for the Lions-Bears. It was basically exactly what you said, that why are we crowning a team that hasn't won that much? Uh, and the Bears blew a big lead. Lions not only covered, they won. But I get to toot my horn. The Raiders suck. The Colts, Jeff Saturday. Oh, Yeah. Week. Yeah, I forgot. Um, well, not forgot, but um, yeah, I I still I'm still like speechless. I don't know what to say. Like the gambler in me and the football person in me are equally livid, and that is a very rare or, or like occasion where my gambling side and my X and O side meet in the middle and they wage war on something. So um, this might be the first time in a long time that uh, that has happened. But I will say that Josh McDaniels is the most embarrassing excuse for an NFL head coach ever. And it wasn't that. Done, right? Probably. So it, it wasn't. No, because uh, what's his face said um, it was fine. Um, you think that he's going to say that if they say they don't want another game, which I think is a possibility. But here's my thing. It's not that they lost. And it's not that they didn't cover the spread. It's that they were outmatched and looked like the team that was not prepared that's so embarrassing to me. I just like I was just blown. Like yeah, you know, statistically speaking, like Jeff Saturday, like it's not like um, it's not like my son is is out there coaching. Like again, he was right. He's got plenty of experience. I didn't uh, realize he was working with the offensive line in the last two years. That came out after the fact. So he yeah, has so been involved with this been, team. He's been involved yeah. in the in the in the team, I guess. You know, just behind the scenes. Right. Just like I'm pretty sure Peyton Manning has his hand on on some things here and there uh, for either the Colts or the um, Broncos organization. But that's not the point. The point is they had a 30-year-old guy who had never called a game. Nobody on that sideline had ever called a game offensively or managed a game as a head coach or any kind of, like, on-field coaching experience, per se. And... They won. That's crazy. That's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, kudos to my boy, Matt Ryan, too. 39 yard. Oh, yeah. That, that was nuts. That, that's, that's also sneaky because majority of people thought that uh, um, Bueller was starting or, or whatever his name is. I forgot. Um, but uh, even um, 
He, he Jeff Saturday's friends with Ross Tucker. You know, I listen to the Ross Tucker podcast. Uh, he's friends with Ross Tucker, and he even told him that uh, that um, he didn't know if Matt Ryan was starting, and people were making picks off of the fact that they thought that Matt Ryan wasn't starting. So, I, I do want to say I said it on this pod, and then when we did the DFS show, uh, Joe was really big on Paris Campbell, who has played great with Matt Ryan. And I said on that show, I just have a feeling that Ryan was going to play because Saturday had the freedom to, I mean, look at what Ellinger had done and say, you know, I'm not going to go out here and coach my first ever game with that at QB when at least I have a competent quarterback. But, uh, the, and by the way, if you haven't heard the speeches that Saturday and Ursay gave after the game, that was pretty cool. Uh, I, I just, I do love seeing teams rally like that. Uh, and, you know, what's been a miserable situation, but. Let's move on to this week. Thursday night, again, not a great game. Titans at the Packers. Green Bay coming off their stunning win uh, over Dallas. I looked like a genius on the DFS pod. Gave Christian Watson as my bargain tier play. Joe did the uh, whoa when I said it because he was shocked. Three touchdowns, which I did not expect. But uh, I'm going to take the Packers again only because – they look like they got a little bit of the passing game going. This Titans secondary is awful. I mean, it is unbelievable the big plays they give up week after week. Uh, the thing that scares me is obviously Derrick Henry, and the Packers have been terrible against the run. But I just think at home, um, three points, I don't believe in the Titans. I don't believe in the Packers either. I've been saying all year they're bad. But I just think that maybe they have a little bit of mojo coming off the win Sunday. Uh, this would be a stay away for me, but if I have to pick, I'm going to take the Packers. Um, yeah, I'm not going to overthink it. Once again, we've got uh, the short week, Tennessee coming in, Packers obviously height and still riding high off their uh, overtime win. I'm just going to stay with the home team here. All right, 1 o'clock slate. Bears at the Falcons. Justin Fields doing his best Michael Vick impersonation here lately. It is really absurd at this point. He's had 550 rushing yards in his last five games. Uh, just mind-boggling stuff. I'm going to take the Bears. Uh, I think Atlanta can beat this team. But, I mean, most of Atlanta's wins have been close. And we really struggle against the run and the pass. And I just I don't see any way Fields doesn't just go crazy. And with this offense and Mariota throwing passes off his ass, I'm going to take the quarterback, getting points, who is playing better right now. Give me the Bears. <laughs> that wasn't expected. I thought you were a true homer. And here you are picking the Bears. Um, so, yeah, there's nothing about the Falcons um, that makes you want to pick them. I don't even have a situ- situational thing to pick them either. <laughs> um I was hoping, just just praying, this is like the perfect game to get that 3.5 number. And I have been watching my bookie like nonstop since since the lines dropped, which I'm pretty sure they switch over at midnight. But I've been watching nonstop, hoping to get that 3.5 there, and I can't, um, which sucks. So I'll continue to watch it. I like the Bears. I like the Bears outright money line. Uh, as a as a gamble, and that's truly what it is is a gamble because last week I said who are the Bears to be favored against anybody? Who are the Bears to be getting picked to win outright against anybody? But as an underdog, it's worth the risk. Like this is to me, this is accurate. Three points plus three. 
Uh, last week, being favored by three was not accurate to me. Uh, so uh, go with the best playmaker. That would be Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. And I hate to hear the news about Khalil Herbert. That sucks. He's on IR. Uh, don't understand why they didn't get more carries. It's not going to be an issue this week. The Falcons run defense. Our defense is trash. Uh, and our corner, uh, Terrell, not looking like he's going to play this week. So, well, Just uh, for the record, the Bears defense isn't that good either. So it, It's not. Yeah. So. But, I mean, no offense. The Mary, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know what the deal is with Ritter right now, but it's, I, I'm worried it's a situation they don't like what they see because I'm shocked we're still going with Mariota. Yeah. Uh, Browns at the Bills. Buffalo coming off just a – I mean, honestly, one of the games of the year. But the shocking loss to Minnesota. Buffalo giving up eight and a half points. They're at home. And I just – I still believe this is a really good football team. I think they get right this week. I hate giving up a lot of points. I'm going to go into the next game, how much I hate giving up points, especially if it's a home dog. But with this being a road dog, give me the bills and a get right game, but another stay away in my opinion. Woo, woo. Hey, uh, coming through with some gambling tidbits about the NFL. All right. Let's throw logic out the window because logic says that the Browns just got whipped going against a team that's motivated like Buffalo that just lost that close game. Logic says that the Bills are going to run through the Browns because they're not good. NFL says that very rarely do teams get blown out and turn around the next week and lose or not cover um, anything over a touchdown. So this is a big spread, in my opinion, for a team that's that's competitive. The Browns are a competitive team. Um, I I would lean to the Browns covering. I would take as many points as I can get. Um, I don't know if if they're going to go up, per se, as far as, like, Buffalo and this number. But you don't have to be afraid of Buffalo against the spread. I wasn't afraid to take uh, to take the, the Vikings last week, even before I knew Josh Herbert was, was uh, like, his status about whether he would play. The money line decided – whether or not he would play. And I took that chance and he still played and I got lucky. But the number itself, that six and a half, remember I said it to me, it didn't really matter. I, I was fine with taking them to cover, but not to outright win if Josh Allen played. Um, that is kind of the same scenario here. Like we're this far, we're 11 weeks in. You can be real about teams. You don't, it's not disrespectful. The The Bills are an average team against the spread. They're four, four and one. That's 50%. That's not that great in the NFL. So and a lot of it, to your point, is because they keep having these big numbers. Yeah, and the Browns are four or five. So again, if if you're not taking points on a regular basis this year, then you're not winning a lot of games. So don't be afraid to take the points. I'm leaning Browns. All right, Eagles at Colts, Philly. Oh wait, wait, before we go, sorry. Yeah. I had to, I have the Bears in my Super Contest. Um, I think that's a solid stay. Uh, for the Super Contest, I just want to make sure I put that out there. Perfect. The Eagles at Colts, Philly, minus six and a half. I looked it up, Alan. Since week seven, only five home dogs have lost by more than seven points. And that's going to have a lot to do with the rest of my picks. Give me the Colts, minus six and a half. The, the main reasons for this is twofold. Uh, one, Ryan plays better in domes. He always has. Uh, two, 
Philly can they struggle with the run. I mean, they've really been getting gashed the last couple of weeks. Jonathan Taylor looked really good. Obviously, I think with an offensive lineman as a head coach, the Colts are going to get back to really running the ball, trying to dominate the line of scrimmage. And third, the Eagles against slot receivers, who Paris Campbell has been fantastic. You play DFS, put them in your lineups this week. The Eagles are the seventh worst team against slot receivers. They've given up 11 touchdowns to slot receivers this season. Paris Campbell in the last three games with Matt Ryan has 30 targets, 18 receptions, a touchdown in each game. Um, I think the Colts cover, and I actually think the Colts have a chance to hang around. I'm not going to say they'll win this game, but I, I would not be surprised that this is last-second field goal game either way. Um, so I don't like six and a half. Um, it opened at eight. Uh, and that was Monday all the way. Colts, right? Now it well, it was it was eight all the way through into the end of the the uh Eagles and um Commanders game, and then it shot down to six and a half because people were playing it. I'm leaning leaning Colts, I mean um Eagles to cover six and a half, which is I know it's kind of weird. And and I don't have like a, a like logical standpoint or some like spin to it. I just feel in my heart of hearts that um this is a game because typically in the NFL when a team makes that coaching switch, that first game they right, do they're... really good. Um if not this game then probably the next game would be a good time to fade um to fade the uh, Colts. I think matchup wise, even though Jonathan Taylor has been a beast, I feel like getting exposed like they did against um, Washington and getting dominated at the line of scrimmage, even though Washington were getting, they were getting like three yards of carry, didn't look it, but literally those three yards were from the push of the offensive line. Like the Eagles got dominated up front. Um, I think that'll motivate a very talented um front to to you know bring their a game and then matchup wise they play a lot of zone i think that got exposed a little bit by um by washington a couple good route combinations that i saw um that were picking at like slay on the outside and the safeties playing back too deep i feel like they'll make some adjustments they won't be as as open to getting uh beat like that this week so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with with the with the eagles cover I do want to say, though, I think that we are seeing the Eagles struggle with the run. The, the week before the Washington game, Damian Pierce ran for almost 150 yards against this team. Uh, and I just – maybe I'm crazy, but the Colts, a lot of people thought they were going to be a really good team this year. And obviously it was a mess. Sometimes a regime change can, you know, for whatever reason, get guys going. We'll see this week, though, for sure. Don't feel comfortable about it. Uh, Jets at Pats. Man, this game right here. I went back and forth a million times. New England is just a three-point favorite at home. Jets coming off a bye, which is the main reason I'm considering the Jets, but the Pats are too, right? Yep. So that's why I went New England. Uh, Belichick, like Andy Reid, one of his guys, really good off a bye. And I just, man, we saw last time Zach Wilson. I mean, Belichick loves these young quarterbacks. Uh, but, you know, the only thing that scares me is Mac Jones looks awful. Uh, I'm assuming all the news is he's going to start, but give me the Pats. I want to give him three at home uh, in a big game for the division, too. Yeah, uh, as long as it stays three, that's fine. I mean, I 
kind of shouldn't be too scared of the 3.5. But, I mean, Patriots under Bill have just always found a way to cover and beat the uh, Jets. So, um, both coming off buys, you would think they'd be prepared. Uh, I do have concerns about Mac Jones uh, in this um, offense finishing drives. So, a field goal is good for me. Anything over that three, I would probably have to consider taking my points. All right. Next, we got the Rams at the Saints. New Orleans is four-point favorites. My, how the mighty champs have fallen. Um, Give me the Rams if Stafford plays. If it looks like Stafford's going to play, I know Cup's out. I don't care. The Saints team's not good. Uh, and I just think that Rams D, I know they've been exposed, particularly in the passing game, but I mean, Andy Dalton had an unbelievable matchup last week versus Pittsburgh. They were dead last against the pass going in that week. I know they got Watt back, which made a big difference, but they just haven't looked good. If it looks like Stafford is not going to play the second I hear that report, I would then take the Saints, but otherwise give me the Rams and the points. Let's see. Yeah, if Stafford plays, give me the Rams and the points because my boy Andy Dalton can't be trusted. He's going to turn the ball over. Um, But if Stafford doesn't play, you're also going to be missing Cooper Cup, I believe. Um, so mm-hmm. No, he's done. Yeah, so if they both don't play, then it's it's just – I mean, the defense can't do but so much. So, um, obviously, this is would generally be a no play for, for anybody. Right. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. No watch, too, while we're at it. Yeah. Like, just stay away. <laughs> Yeah, but but as long as Stafford plays, I will consider taking my points. All right, the Detroit Lions going to the G-Men, the New York Giants. Giants are just three-point favorites. I like this Giants team, man, especially against bad teams. They just they continue to, especially against teams that they can run the ball on, the Lions fall into that category. They know what they can do. They know what they are. Um I'm a little worried about St. Brown going wild uh, on this uh, defense because, you know, they blitz a lot. Brown's in the slot a lot. The Giants give up a lot of passing yards to the slot receivers. But I'm going to take the Giants, give the points. Uh, I think the Lions would be happy with their win last week. Yeah, um, it's not even that the Lions being happy with the with the win last week. The Giants are just better. Like, they're just better against the spread. They're just a better team. Uh, the Lions don't have the defense to think that they can cover anything under 3.5. I would caution that. Uh, the only reason why I went against the the Bears last week is because the Bears are equally as bad as the Lions defensively, but not equally as good offensively. So I took the better offense in that situation because it's a push between how bad the defenses were. That is not the case coming into New York. I think the Giants are just the better team. Uh, they've got the better coach, the better players. Um, and obviously, having Saquon in that running game, um, they'll be able to to dictate the tempo a little bit more. Uh, so I expect them to come. 36 rush way. attempts for him last week. They obviously yeah. feel he's healthy. Yeah. So I, I expect I expect them to um, to cover this number. All right. Actually, I actually have this in my super contest for the Giants. I like three. that a lot. Yeah, it's one of my favorite games so far. All right, the Panthers at the Ravens. Uh, Panthers coming off a mini-buy with the Thursday game. Ravens coming off an actual buy. Baltimore is 12-point favorites. That's just too many points. 
I know the Panthers are trash. I know Baker Mayfield is starting, but I just made 12 points. Can the Ravens really cover that when Bateman's still not playing? They think Andrews is going to be back, but we don't know for sure. Um, I think the Panthers just find a way to back go cover. 12's a lot. Man, I hate Baker Mayfield. I took the I took 12.5 on uh, FanDuel just because, I mean, that's just too much to be given to Ravens team yeah. that's found a way to to trick up every game. What do you say? Yeah, they can't they can't close, right? So. Yeah, they can't. So I fully expect some backdoor coverage here um, from the Panthers. All right, Commanders going to Houston. Washington is a three point favorite. I'm going to take the Texans. I don't I don't think these teams are that much different, to be honest. I really don't. The Eagles really messed up in this game uh, by not running the ball. Like, they went away from running it on Washington, which you definitely can. One thing we know about Houston, they're not going to do that. They're going to pound Damian Pierce. Um, I just don't think, you know, that's saying, right, Washington is six points favorite by them being a three-point favorite on the road. Is that right, basically? You can look at it that yeah, way, if you can, that. or you can just look at it like they're saying that the Texans have no home field advantage. Okay. Well, either way, I'm going to take the Texans, and I, I like that actually as a money line play as well. Um, I don't believe in this Washington team. I know it's been a nice – so Texans got a decent defense too. I know it's kind of been lost. Uh, I don't believe in Heineke, and I, I just think Damian Pierce has a big day, and they cover and potentially even win outright. Um, so Fez on, uh, the Ross Tucker show made a, a very classic point that I sometimes often forget when I'm betting, uh, NFL games, the Texans are at least a three win team. They're not that bad. They're not a one, two win team. They're at least a three win team. So at some point with them having just one win, you expect them to kind of start to get towards that third win or the second win, third win, you know? This is a spot where you could see them potentially winning the game. A couple things that made me take the uh, commanders out of my pick them. The first was just thinking to myself, Monday night, emotional win, division opponent, familiarity. um, And then, you know, the unsung storyline of them playing for their coach, Ron Rivera, who had just lost his mom, I believe. Uh, There's a lot of emotion and effort and grit into that game. It was a physical game. Then you turn around on a short week, having played Monday, and then you've got to go to uh, Houston to play the Texans. And then your coach says that he doesn't know who's going to be quarterback. Um, that could be some gamesmanship. But do you trust Ron Rivera? If they go back to Carson Wentz, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, so, what the fuck? So I was like, you know, it's just it, – and the line went up to three. I, I like my points with the Texans. Weird to say that I would take the Texans outright, but, you know, I am a believer in the occasional Davis Mills good game. Uh, and I think that's coming up in the Tyler Heineke, um, Carson Wentz, what the fuck game also do. So uh, it wouldn't it would not surprise me if the Texans won um, outright. The line was at two point five to three when I saw it. And like I said, I took I took the commanders out. I'm going to go with the Texans here to cover. Just a reminder, because to your point about the Texans, last three weeks, Titans, good football team, 17-10. I think they're better in Washington, but Texans hung with them. Eagles-Texans, right? I know it was a 12-point game, but they hung with the Eagles most of that game. 
than the Giants last week on the road, 24-16. Again, they were in that game. So I, I, I think that's a really good point by Ross Tucker that this is not – they're, they're going to pick up a couple wins somewhere. This is about as good of a spot as any. Uh, moving on to 4 p.m., Raiders at the Broncos, Denver minus two and a half points. At this point, you couldn't pay me to bet on the Raiders. Give me the Broncos. Um, and I wouldn't even worry about buying that up. The Raiders secondary is trash. Russell Wilson torched them in their first uh, matchup. And in case you haven't noticed, Russell Wilson and the Broncos have not been able to pass on anybody other than the Raiders this year. That was in Vegas. This is in Denver. Uh, give me the Broncos. Yeah, give me the Broncos, not to overthink it. I don't believe that Josh McDaniels can motivate these guys. They've had a couple of of situations where it's like they've got to win here, and the effort has just been flat. Um, last week was very embarrassing. I don't know how you recover from that. Um, so, the quarterback's crying, right? Yeah, like, man, I feel so bad game. for Derek Carr, like, man. Is, I do too, man. Like, yeah, so, uh, so I don't, I don't know. Didn't how you, you bring up at the beginning of the year regression because they were, they were so good last year. They were like six and one or seven and one and one score games. And I thought I'm, you said something earlier this year about, you know, to expect regression that they could, obviously they would not, you know, win a lot of close games this year. And that's what's happened. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I did say something about that because that I, I believe in those things. I know um, some people don't, but I believe that. The ball, the ball is only going to bounce your way so many times. And if you have a, a year where you're just statistically like an anomaly and and we'll get to a game where I'm going to bring I'm going to kind of bring up that point as to why I'm fading this team. Uh, but at some point it's going to catch up to you. And I think the Raiders are just getting the extreme, the reverse extreme end of it catching up to them. And some of this is self-inflicted as well. Uh, but again, last week they just looked like a team that just was not prepared. Um, and say what you want about the the Broncos, their main issue uh, overall has been lack of execution, not necessarily yeah. being unprepared except for week one. Um, I haven't had any issues with their effort. I just feel like the the Broncos are just not all, like uh, Devontae said, they're just not all buying into whatever it is that McDaniel's selling. All right. Cowboys at Vikings, Dallas minus one. Before I give you a pick, do you consider this a primetime game? Because it is going to be the marquee game. No, it can't be a primetime game where Kirk Cousins automatically loses. Okay. I just I <laughs> want to make sure we're not classifying this as, you know. Uh, I'm still going to take the Cowboys. The Vikings, again, I've been wrong about them all year. I've continued to say they're not as good as their record. And I'm saying it again this week. And they're probably going to prove me wrong once again. But Dallas needs this win. Uh, with the Green Bay loss, this is a much more important game uh, to Dallas than it is to Minnesota, which I know sounds crazy because the Vikings now are, you know, right there for the number one seed. But uh, I just – I think the Cowboys find a way. The Vikings secondary is really bad, and I expect Dak, Lamb, and Schultz to have a really big day. Give me the Cowboys. So um... – I had all kinds of different angles. I just, I mean, I don't think that the the Vikings are as good as their record. And um, the Cowboys are, they're due, man. They're six and three against the spread. This is something that people need to, to kind of consider. Cowboys are six and three against the spread. The Vikings are four, four, and one. Um, of those um, four, four, and one games, they've always found a way to, to come back and cover the last second or even win. Yep. games outright 
but they are now coming home in, in a one-point dog. I feel like this is a classic Vegas trap line, and I could be wrong. Uh, the Cowboys could come in and lay an egg, but I think this you think is they where, did that to put money on Minnesota? Yeah, this is where pe- this is where the uh, sports books make their money because you look at how the Vikings competed, came back and won an emotional game against the Bills, and you look at their overall record at eight and one, and you look at how Dallas just blew that game against the Packers, mm-hmm. and the first thing you're gonna ask is, "I'm getting a point right. with the Vikings." Hell, it almost caught me, and mm-hmm. then I was like, "Wait a minute, I'm getting a point with the better team? Why?" And I'm at the point now as a as an NFL better, I'm just not even going to question it anymore. When I see something that's just too good to be true, I'm going the opposite way. And that's why I'm picking Dallas. And I think that matchup-wise, the Dallas defense matches up well against this uh, Vikings offense. And they should be able to to limit them enough to um, to have their offense score enough and, and win the game. Just want to real quickly before we move on to this, Justin Jefferson – Greatest catch you've ever seen? Because I think it was the greatest catch I've ever seen. Man, what? I'm still trying to process that shit. It was like a magic trick. Actually, oh, Justin Jefferson, the apology. I'll say it here, man. I jokingly said that KJ Hamler was better, and I would rather have KJ Hamler. And I say jokingly now because I see the error in my ways. (laughs) That was coming out of college. That's right. And and we're, you know, it's just like anything else. If if you're on the record, it, it sucks sometimes. Bengals at Steelers. Cincinnati, four and a half point favorites. Give me the Steelers. I actually have the Steelers money line here. Uh, real quickly, give me a second. I want to pull up these stats because I really do think this makes a difference. The Steelers, in their two games with TJ Watt, nine sacks, seven turnovers. Without Watt, eight sacks, five turnovers in seven games. So they have more sacks and more turnovers in two games with Watt than they have without, and you may say, well, they just played New Orleans. Like, come on. They played Cincinnati week one. That was the other game. They were dominating them until Watt actually got injured, uh, and Cincinnati scored most of their points in the fourth quarter. I think this this is a terrible matchup for the Bengals. Now, if Chase plays, that might change it a little bit because I just think that's another weapon. But without Chase out there, I think the Steelers are going to give them all kinds of problems. I really like them, obviously, with the points, but I like them at the money line, too. Um, man, you are bold today. I don't know if I got a money line, but I like my points. Um, uh, also, you know, I've been hating on um Zach Taylor and this team, and I, I feel like we're gonna have another game where I'm gonna be pissed. They're going side to side instead of down the field. Um, uh, Steelers kind of riding hot. Getting T.J. Watt back is huge for them. It's huge, um, man. Like their yeah. defense is completely different. And for some reason, I feel like they just. They just have, um, I wouldn't say they have the Bengals number, but they compete with these dudes no matter what. Um, and so I'm I'm cool with getting 4.5. I, I could see the, the Bengals eking out a last-second field goal again at best. Right, I, I, I got the Steelers in my super contest right now. That that And I got the Cowboys in my super contest too. So that's three games or four games, sorry, already. So Cowboys – Bears, Steelers, and Giants. Makes me feel good about my Steelers take there. All right. Sunday night, Chiefs at Chargers. KC given six and a half. What did I talk about earlier? Only five teams that have been road dogs in the last four weeks have lost by more than seven points. 
I'm going to buy that to seven. Give me the Chargers. Ew, no way, man. Oh, wait, dang. I'm so used to hating on everything you say. Sorry. Yeah, give me Chargers. <laughs> I got the Chargers as my last pick in my Super Contest. Um, so, Some logic behind it. Uh, the last time they played uh, the Chiefs, I think they were getting the same number on the road and they covered. So if I'm getting this number at home and hopefully getting Keenan Allen back, uh, I think that's a good Schuster and Hardman may both be out for the Chiefs, okay. which would be big. I, I didn't even know that they were I, – well, I figured Juju was out. Um, well, Hardman, yeah, he's been out. Uh, he missed last week. Looks like okay. he may miss this week with that abdominal thing. So, okay. uh, you know. Chargers, eight, surprisingly, are 6-3 and three against the spread right now, too. So, uh, not a bad bet. Um, they're just – they're just – they're one of those weird teams where they are um, – Six and three, so they're on the on the right side of the uh, against the spread numbers, but they are negative as far as like their plus minus. So it makes me believe that they're probably a better bet as a dog than they are as a favorite. And so in that case, I'm gonna take my points. Also, if you look at them, they really struggle against teams that run the ball well. Um, it's not the Chiefs. So Monday night, your Niners at the Cardinals. San Francisco giving eight. Um, if Kyler, if it looks like Kyler's going to play, I'll take the eight. I don't feel good about it. Uh, obviously, if Colt McCoy's, you know, looking like he's going to start and that line's eight, I'd take San Francisco, but I would stay away. That scares me. I think Colt McCoy gives them a better chance to cover than Kyler Murray. Just because um, he won't make big mistakes. I hate Jimmy Garoppolo. I hate my team um, as far as like a gambling thing. Love that we're winning. But just, I mean, last week kind of pissed me off. I really thought that they would they would cover that seven against the Chargers, even after the Chargers came out and started kind of hot. But there was just some, some again, Shanahan-type calls on offense. Uh, and then Jimmy G being Jimmy G. I'm not I'm not betting this dude uh, more than a touchdown ever. All right, real quickly again, go over your picks. All right, so my five are right now Giants minus three, Chargers plus six point five, Cowboys minus one, Bears plus three, uh, Steelers plus four point five. Um, if I do make any swaps, it'll probably be that Patriots Jets game or. Texans, Commanders, or Broncos. Um, I'm really still looking at the Broncos. I, I think that 2.5 they'll cover. All right, real quickly because we hadn't talked about this. Who you got in the Super Bowl right now? Oh, right now? I don't even know. <laughs> the Super Bowl right now, let's see. Who's the hottest team that's that nobody's really talking about? Like, you know how I, we've done a couple years of NFL, and I always tell you that my – thought process is the team that turns the corner come December and they're hot and they get through December hot usually makes the, the run into the playoffs. Um, Can I give you the Chiefs who have beat the 49ers, Titans, and Jags their last three since a very close loss to the Bills and people are not really talking about them. Mahomes is playing as good as ever uh, and they've had a brutal schedule. I mean, they really have. The only gimmies they've had was the Cardinals, Colts, and Jags. Oh, they played the Raiders too. I mean, they got, uh, you know, again, wins over 
Niners, Titans, both playoff team. Bucks look like they're back to where they'll be a playoff team. Chargers, fringe playoff team. So I'll I'll go say NFC. I would be weary of the um the Niners and the Buccaneers because yeah, they Tampa seem to... looks like they figured it out. Rashad White could be huge if they could run the ball. Brady's we know how good Brady is. He just he yeah. needs some help. Like and the teams can just and then know, for the AF. For the AFC, obviously the Chiefs, and um, and then I would keep an eye on um, on the the AFC East because depending on how hot the Dolphins get and how they keep it going, I mean I I was higher on their defense than their offense, and um, they're winning games, and they're they're doing it in a way that I feel like it's it's earned. It's not like anybody's handing it to them. They're, they're the Jeff Wilson trade's huge, right? Like they, them being able to run the ball now is big. Yeah, it helps. Um, his familiarity with Mike um, really helped too. I think that's why they did it. So it definitely changed their uh, the outlook of that team. And I Ian, still don't like to. Um, I was wrong. Uh, I'm not saying I was wrong about Tua yet overall, but I was wrong about this offense. And this team, uh, you can't deny they're seven and one with Tua. Uh, pretty impressive. And they they've also not had a, a super easy schedule. So, all right, you got anything you want to plug or, or say before we get her? Mm, nope. Other than just wish me luck, man. If I if I make the top ten, I might start um, having negotiations and and redo my contract. Wish me luck, cause I'm going to Vegas tomorrow. So let's oh, hope yeah. that I don't end up in a ditch. No, just, just uh, play some of the some of the super uh, the super contest plays. See how it goes. I'll be playing poker, uh, and unfortunately, we will leave Saturday, so uh, it really limits what I can do. But I will be calling you for whatever college games are Thursday <laughs> night and telling you to give me some plays. So, uh, but for Keith, the gambling guru, Alan, that was week eleven uh, for the backdoor cover. We'll see you guys soon. Here comes the money. Here we go, money talk. Here comes the money, money, money.